Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Margaret Mead, American cultural anthropologist. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get to yeah. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I play Stanton Hopperfield, who at this point is the uh, Lifefoot Halfling Ranger. Hi, I'm Cherok. I try to avoid the heads of our village. My, my name is Tidius. Standing before you is a uh, seven-foot-tall centaur with a mane and a very strong upper body. It's time to go back to Wesloth with leaders and legacies. Joining us this week are Sanjay, yes, Sanjay, Justin, Chris, Rachel, George, Seth, and DM Dave himself, Dave Rockwell. you guys had been doing a little recon to see what was happening. The recon split group were here, cries of help, Calgon, and tonight he has cried, don't worry, Dad, I got this. Yeah, there's a note. Assuming you guys have gotten a night's rest because you uh, were able to delay them, you know, completing whatever it was they were constructing out outside, everyone should be uh, fully rested and have all their spell slots back. What would you like to do now that you're awake and, you know, you've got a day a day ahead of you to kind of prepare for whatever is going to happen this evening? I'm going to start my day with coffee. Okay, yeah, so you're going to go up to the main space to prepare it, prepare it down here on kind of a little uh, gnome oven. Gnome oven, sure. <laughs> I like that. As you're making coffee, what's what's everybody else doing? Going for a gallop. You gallop up to the pole and back? The gallop pole? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> that one we will edit out. <laughs> I think after all the events of yesterday, Corin is just going to sleep in. Traditional teen style, you know, Corin. Yep. If somebody kicks me awake, then I'll wake up. Otherwise, I'm just going to roll over in my sleeping bag. Um, Thandor, how about you? What the... Uh, or what are you doing to kick your day off? Fandor is journaling, just writing a bunch of stuff down. He has answers to many questions that he now has answers to. So he's just putting them in a book so he doesn't forget them. So uh, so yeah, you're all just uh, preparing breakfast. I guess everybody roll me percentile die to see the chance brings somebody to you. Let's see who that is. The person with the highest number will, will uh, you know get some attention. What kind of roll? Percentile. Conveniently, Corin rolled a nine, so nobody's bugging him. Uh, it could be, you know, some ones, twos, threes, fours, and fives. Forty. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine, okay. Eighty-seven. Yeah, Cherex Day is not starting off so well. It's a fourteen. Okay, fourteen. Eighty-one. Eighty-one. All right, still that doesn't beat Fezzik's eighty-nine. Anybody else not go? I think, Fezzik, that uh, puts you on tap. There's a knock at the door, and a kobold sticks his head and says, Is one of you Fezzik? I am. Who's asking? My name is Lokansart, and I am a uh, priest of the temple here. And uh, weirdly, I've been told that uh, you are uh, one of the few amongst your group that is a non-believer in, in the nature gods. Something like that. Well, good. We, we need someone who has doubts. Could we beg your assistance up in the temple for a few moments? Sure. Why not? 
He escorts you back up towards the temple. When you get there, there's a kobold that's uh, sitting there. He appears agitated. We have tried to calm him um, by you know, having him you know, lean on his faith that the battle that is coming might uh, not frighten him, that uh, the, you know, the gods will look after him, but uh, he, he does not believe us. And we were hoping that you could talk with him. His name is Zaeth, and uh, he is uh, scared of the battle that is coming. And, and we were hoping you could uh, ca- help calm him down so that he doesn't agitate even others. Okay, so pep talk it is. All right. <laughs> not my forte. So far, our calling him to call on his faith has not worked. So he was asking for someone who was experienced with adventure and uh, trials. Could be that uh, mentor for him. Okay, you said his name is Zayeth? Yes, Zayeth. Okay, yes. so I will go and I sit down next to Zayeth. Hey, Zaya. How are you? Um, scared. Why? Um, well, I signed up because I wanted to, to come for adventure. And, well, I went out on patrol last night. And I saw the army that's out there. And I, I, I can't deal with that. Why don't you think you can deal with that? Just so many of them. They, they, surely we'll all die. Do you think you're going to have to, like, deal with the whole army by yourself? My my dreams came to me, and they they had just wave after wave of enemy coming down through the the rocks to to, to get at me. No matter how far I ran or hid, they they kept coming and pursuing me. Well, that's not how it's going to go. Okay, I promise you that because I've done this kind of thing before, sort of, and my friends and I have done a lot of stuff like this, sort of. <laughs> So we're all still here and we all, we're ready. Like it's not gonna be what you think it's gonna be. I think your mind is thinking to the far extreme and you can't think that way. You're gonna only face like, you know, one or two of these guys, maybe three at most. But you know, we've got a whole army behind us too. And my friends, they're really good at what they do. I hear that we even have some very powerful druids that have joined us. Uh, Are you one of them? No. So you're just you're just a warrior like myself. I I am. And you you fought some of these things before. Oh yeah. You have any tips or suggestions on how to, to enter into combat with these things? And you know he describes to you some of the, like the, the the ghouls that he saw milling about. So just you know buddy up with somebody so that way you each got each other's back and just focus on the one that you're fighting and then your buddy will have your back and you guys will take care of each other. Um, actually, roll persuasion, I guess. Let's see how well you did. 15? Do you see him relax a little bit? And he's like, yeah, maybe I should grab something to eat. You know, uh, keep my energy up for tonight. Definitely, and get some rest. It's important, too. Okay, yeah. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you uh, coming to talk. The, you know, them saying just, you know, trust in George. It didn't uh, seem to be getting it done. Yeah, it doesn't work for me either. It's all right. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate your time. Not a problem. And with that, he he wanders off to get some food. Oh, I was going to shake his hand. Oh, he, 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 he shakes your hand back. All right. I look forward to seeing you on the field, man. Just yell for Zayeth if, if, if you need help. Absolutely. Thank you. And yeah, with that, he goes off to get in, in the food line. And you, know, you can you know, feel good that you've done that. My first pep talk. So yeah, while you wander back down, I, I believe, uh, Thandor, you were kind of the next uh, person with the highest role. Yes. Thandor, you've been asked to lead a prayer group to Jordan. Would you be willing to do that? Yes. I don't have any prayers prepared. 
where would you like uh, them to congregate? I guess is the main question. Up in the temple, would you like them to come down to you? I would. I would like to do it outside, at least around some trees. I think Vandor would prefer to do it somewhere in nature as much as we can get. Okay. Well, they have the petrified trees in the temple. That'd be good. Yes. Okay. So yeah, they 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 tell you yeah we'll meet you up there in a few minutes and yeah they ask if you need anything like candles or um, incense. You can you can do those if, if you want them. Uh, a kobold named uh, yeah, Sirchu <laughs> says, yeah, I got just the thing. And, uh, you know, he rushes off. So, yeah, you wander up. They've set up near the altar. He does have incense burning. And, it's a, uh, and uh, you know, he's gathered a group of about 12 um, kobolds that uh, want to find out more about George. So Thandor will start. We'll ask him, what brings you here? We heard that uh, you and George helped uh, restore our village. And, uh, you know, we would like to find out more about George. Our gods did not uh, seem to come to us in, in the time of Eden. In fact, uh, took our protector away. No one has seen Valinox for a very long time. George seems worthy of our faith. It seems like you abandoned your faith quickly, though. Sometimes the ways of the Lord, of the gods, are not our ways. And we should listen to what they have said and search ourselves on why we choose to abandon them when they may require more from us. They look a little shamed by that. Some of them aren't making eye contact anymore. Since there are many gods we may pray to, uh, we would uh, like to uh, invoke uh, the, the strength of any that, any that would have us. You may pray with me. I am fine with that. We're all children of Jord. Would you like me to say a prayer for you? We would, we would love to. Uh, yeah, we don't know much about Jord, but we know that uh, Jord is the god of nature and that she protects us. So you may close your eyes if you wish. Do whatever makes you comfortable. Okay, so yeah, they close their eyes, try to, to, to stand as casually as they can. Jord, teach me freedom as the eagle which soars in the sky. Jord, teach me regeneration as the seed which rises in the spring. Jord, teach me to forget myself as melted snow forgets its life. Jord, teach me to remember kindness as the dry fields weep with rain. Yeah, they, 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 one of them mumbles, thank you, Jord, and a few others uh, you know, follow suit. Yeah, they seem uh, a little bit more at ease. And uh, you know, thank you for your time. So, yeah, why don't we do this, uh, Cherik? You have a little bit of information that the others don't have. Um, do you want to pull them together? Sure. So are you going to have them meet you back in your headquarters? Are you going to have them meet there in the temple? Where are you going to... I think we'll meet back in the headquarters. Okay, so you're going to send some of your men to find them or find them each on your own? Yeah, I'll send, uh, send a couple of my guys. Which of you is approached by someone saying, hey, you know, Cherik would like to uh, fill you in on the latest information? So, yeah, well, even as even as you're preparing that, Cherik, uh, you know, Cleef, I believe it is, uh, returns... And uh, said there's, you know, says that there's probably something you all want to come see for yourself. Okay, he didn't have any details as to what it was. Just he he does, but uh, he'd rather we see it on our own. He'd rather you see it yourselves. Yes. So essentially, I uh, got some reports from last night that there's some 
big shadows rolling in and I sent one of my lieutenants out to see what was going on and he just came back and said we probably want to go out and take a look at it ourselves so I think it's time to make an expedition and or a, a little scouting expedition out and see what's going on sure wait wait he can't give us more information than just you need to go see it yourself maybe it's a big deal yes that's that's what he said I'm willing to go. I only had bits and pieces to think to ponder on itself. The more information I have, the better I feel. Okay, so yeah, Cherik, are you going to lead them back out to kind of the, basically the same exit point you took them to last night? Yes. Okay. So yeah, you all kind of make your way uh, very slowly and carefully. Um, you don't have to be too stealthy. It's you know, uh, until until we get to the outside. Anybody want to cast anything stealthy uh, before we exit the uh, the tunnel? Yeah, hang on. And while while we're walking before we turn stealthy, I'm gonna pull like just like a couple little pieces of junk out of my pocket because I just I feel like a cup scout and I carry a lot of crap in my pocket that I find. <laughs> and I imbue three of them with a foul odor. That's it. And then as we get closer, I can cast something to help keep us quiet. I get. I, I'm gonna cast pass without trace for the group. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that covers up to ten. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, our group's you know probably close to ten, but not over. Vander Vander will um, cast guidance. All right. So yeah, as as you kind of all you know stealth out, there are bushes and trees there. Uh, give me a pass without trace uh, stealth roll. Is this a group roll or individual? Individually. Yeah. Everybody's kind of making out their way out to a, uh, a separate point. Yeah, within 30 feet of Stanton. A nine. Uh, Fezzik, that there's a nine, including your plus 10. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. So that would be a 19. I was going to say, that means you have a negative one still. 38. Ruby? Yeah, Thandor just rolled a 20, but it's at disadvantage, so then I rolled a 16. Okay, that's still enough to be eh, really quiet. I rolled a, a natural one. That's still an 11. Uh, I had an 18. 18? Okay, yeah. And uh, uh, Corin? 22. Justin, let's do your 11. Yeah, you look down. What did you just trip over? You you would think that for a centaur, I would be very aware of where, you know, roots and, and things like that are. But for some reason, I missed that root that was sticking kind of a little bit out of the ground. And uh, you just happened to catch one of my hooves on it. There might have been a... a exclamation like oh fiddlesticks or something along those lines i'd offer to catch you but you're a bit big just rolling perception for you know any soldiers nearby so as you all get you know hushed because you hear tidius trip and making a, a, a slight exclamation you see you know what looks like a, a couple of human you know guards kind of come into the area they kind of poke around they're looking around give me another stealth roll justin to see if you're able to tuck yourself away before they notice you I just picture him like hiding behind a tree. That's a little better. Seventeen. There's a big tree. Yes, yeah. So yeah, you're able to kind of blend in with whatever you know, rock or bush that you just slid behind. And after a minute or two, they all wander off. Um, Cherik, at this point, Cleef signals for you to follow him, and uh, he takes you back to the rock area where you all were looking down over in last night. 
and you can see where they were setting up that ritual altar area. So yeah, everybody roll perception, I guess, uh, to see who sees it first. Yeah, but there's something big staked to the ground near the uh, altar now. 26. Yeah, it's definitely not Cherik. Three. 22. Ha <laughs> ha! 23. Uh, Thandor? Sorry, 20. I'm rolling to myself. That's why you guys aren't seeing my rolls. I'm sorry about that. It was a 20. Seth said nine. Seth said nine. Okay, so uh, Justin, you see it first. You're like, oh my God, they've, they've captured a dragon. They've got Valinox, Gulliver's travel style, pinned to the ground with ropes. Well, I see why they wanted us to come look. So how are we going to handle this, guys? Well, for what we can see, if Valinox is pinned to the altar, he's in dragon form. Is he conscious or unconscious from what we can see? He, he is unconscious from what you can see. Yeah, you'd think he would be kicking up a bunch of uh, uh, stink if he was awake. Well, he also to be shape-shifted. Yeah, and actually to the shape-shifting question, you see that they, they seem to have collared him with something that might be restraining his ability to do that. All right, so as a twofer, we have to get him uncollared and untethered and we once again have to get the altar unsanctified and you know george you rolled a 23 right for for stanton yes i did yes other thing that you can see is that uh, down there helping with securing those lines down does appear to be uh, halflings that are wearing the tabard of your family. Um, and they do seem to be, be being given orders by at least somebody from this distance that looks and attitudinally matches what you would remember of your brother, Trenton. Seth asked if there are ropes versus maybe chain. There are ropes. And, and they, in fact, they see you know, any, anybody who's a magic user would catch that they, they seem to be giving off a magical aura that uh, would help with restraining a dragon. Well, this is kind of tip things in a whole new direction. Priority needs to be releasing him and then uncollaring him. What does it look like activity-wise around the altar? Um, there seems to be a lot of activity going around. Finishing kind of the, the platform, they you know seem to uh, have brought in additional boxes. They seem to have replaced those. And uh, you know, they're, they're you know, busily setting up things you can hear is, you know, we need to be done by nightfall, the ritual. You know, um, you know, must be prepared before midnight. Oh, and it's still morning. We got time. It's late morning by this point because, you know, Corrin slept in for a while. <laughs> Flame Corrin. Well, nonetheless, we, we know when it's going to go down. So we know when we have to be finished before then. All right. Are we going to have like a repeat of last night? You're going to try to take action now or uh, retreat and uh, tackle this in the evening? Do we actually want to come up with a plan? That's like so not like us. We do need to make a plan because this is not going to be the easy trick to pull off. So I guess we're going to retreat. No, no, we're going to withdraw to a more strategic location. Yeah. All right. Uh, everybody give me a uh, stealth roll, assuming that uh, Pass Without Trace is still up. 26. 24. 21. No better, Tidius. Yeah. 29. And Thandor with his dand uh, got a six with his disadvantage. No, plus 10. 16. Uh, 14. Okay, so yeah, we got the 16 and we had Cherik with a 14? At 14, I guess. 
Yeah. As the group retreats, the two of you, I, I think, bump into each other a little bit on the way back in. Yeah, you say something audible. You don't really attract much attention. You kind of, you know, look around and see that, uh, you know, thankfully there was no one else you know, near you all where you're trying to exit in. So uh, I guess uh, one of the two of you can give way to the other. I let him go on in. It's his house. Oh, yeah. Now, are you guys going to uh, do your planning session just inside the doorway? You're going to go back to, uh, you know, the temple area where you guys going to confer. How long was the walk? 20 minutes to a half hour. I think we can, like, talk here and just get that initial thought of what we want to do. So that way when we go back, like, we have, like, oh, I need to go get this. I need to go get that. And we could do it. Or we could do that talk while we're walking. So uh, I guess who would like to lead this conversation? Andor, this is, like, your area. You and Stanton, man. I think we need to free Valinox quickly. Yeah, I don't... I don't know if waiting till nightfall is the best thing. I don't know. Well, he appears to be the main course of whatever foul event is going to occur here. So we have to find a way to get get him off the table in such a way that clearly we're going to have to do all the work. Because if he is still in dragon form, it means that he can't change back and he can't take care of himself. So we have to figure out how we're going to move him in his current condition in front of a whole host of people. One or two ways to do that is either we create a large diversion stage left and we pull them out stage right, or we're going to have to find a way to magically disappear in front of everybody with no distractions immediately in front of them. So Seth is saying, does he become the distraction, such as like enlarge, reduce? Uh, reduce might not be a bad idea. We got to get past the ropes. Reduce would allow us, in theory, you know, if, if reduce would shrink it down, all the ropes would then go slack. We could pull them out of there, so it saves us all of that. But then, who's going to carry him, or how are we going to get him out of there? We got a half horse here. All right. Well, so then, in theory, all right. Thank you, thank you. I we're going to gallery here. One eighth the normal way. Thank you. Uh, One eighth the normal way is still a big dragon and. Um, not necessarily fair to put the entire burden on uh, Tidious' back, pun not intended. Might I offer a different solution? Please. Perhaps I can uh, summon my uh, my friend, and uh, if you remember, he's uh, of the fire spirit. Uh, and, and perhaps we can send him off to uh, cause some mayhem. Oh, right stage left stage right i'm fine with it i'm all for mayhem at this point sure it worked last time a few of my scouts can go off uh in that direction as well and just sort of cause some okay what would you have them do Tarek? uh well they, they can cast some fire and fire uh things like that just start cause causing mayhem in one direction see if we can get uh uh folks going off on that side uh, any other parts to this plan? Seth is saying something about flaming sphere moving rope to rope. I, I don't. I suspect that Seth is not going to um, be flammable because it's holding a dragon who could easily burn them if they were. Now, although I believe Valinox is a bronze dragon, what does that give him? Lightning, lightning. Yep. So yeah, it's definitely at least lightning resistant. <laughs> I mean, regardless, right? That you're saying that the ropes are designed to hold a dragon. I mean, we can try it, right? It's not going to hurt. 
If anything, we cause fire mayhem everywhere else. Who else is out there we can summon? Because this is clearly not just an issue for us to deal with in terms of the balance of overall power. Um, does anybody have any kind of uh, you know, telepathic or psychic powers? No. So, you know, the one pair you know may be somewhere out there because they were going to investigate. Phil and his brother, I believe as we lovingly called him, not Phil, uh, you know, d- were going in search of you know, the, you know, their family that had been taken uh, by this army um, and uh, probably put to use as uh, soldiers in this army. Um, so they may still be somewhere out there. Yeah, Corrin has some telepathic ability. Corrin, would you like to uh, see if you could you know, somehow reach out? He's checking range now. Well, create campsite. Do you, does somebody have create campsite, or is that you? Yeah, Corrin has it. He has it. Well, that is an interesting literal approach to the process. How loyally are we going to be? Of course, the rule of podcast. I always vote for the rule of cool, but it's not my podcast. I'm just a performer. Did you see what he said, Dave? His thought on create campsite is to summon the spirits to prep the campsite by untying the dragon. Okay, uh, that uh, yeah could be. Yeah, I, I would allow uh, that attempt. Clear the altar so we can set up on it. Cool, cool. The other interesting thing that comes to mind then: what is what exactly is my son up to, and how could we find out and coordinate this effort? We don't know what Anne's army is made up. That's the problem. Yeah, you will soon. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, yeah, you didn't see him. Yeah, there, there, yeah, and you suspect you probably won't see him till after dark again. So then, I guess that says, do we want to wait until after dark to do this, or we want to try it sooner and during daylight? No, the ritual goes off at midnight. Counts told us is that you know we you know the, the clock is ticking. We've got to get it done today, tonight. Right, tonight. So the question is, do we wait until dark, which is still today, or do we do it during the daylight hours, where we're all far more likely to be seen? Especially clumsy feet over there. That's a different question. Yes, I'm talking about you, Tidius. Well, we really can't go right now, because right now it is just those of us standing around this table here, plus a couple of Cork scouts. We have to to pull some more resources together to make that happen. Yes, I was not thinking right this second. I was just saying, do we do it during daylight or do we wait until dark? I don't think we have the luxury of waiting till dark. Unfortunately, I think by the time we are waiting till dark, all the appropriate people will be there for the ritual. And then we're going to have to fight priest, probably Talgon himself. So I think we want to do it before they are prepping for the ritual, which would be to hit them now. Yeah, actually, roll insight on that, Seth. Uh, 17. That was a very insightful thing to say, Corin. Yeah, with your insight, yeah, you believe that that exactly is true, is that, like, you saw a lot of, you know, middle managers kind of, you know, uh, trying to prep the area before the, the, the big bosses come in. in. If, you, if you want to, to, to take advantage of the space of time before the big bads show up, uh, yeah, be sooner rather than later. So we can split into two groups because I can also cast um, Pass Without Trace. So I can cover some people while others go another way and Stanton covers them. All right, what groupings would you guys like to put yourselves in to pull this uh, escapade off? Just like selecting kickball team. Well, but where both teams are on the same team. Corin's going with me. 
I claim Corin. I, I think that was always going to be the case in this instance. It's making it sound that the way Dave phrased that question is that basically we are it. We're the Magnificent Seven, and this is all we're going to get. Cherik has a small number of um, men that he can, uh, or, or warriors that he can uh, put put uh, uh, to help you all out. Um, yeah. I was hoping for some wave of extras. You know, red shirts, anything. I'm just, you know. Right, and they're going to go in a different direction because they're a distraction. So I'm going to just go ahead and open up the box of red t-shirts and just hand one to each as they're walking out the door. Yes, you will. Tell them to you know, see Mr. Scott on their way out. <laughs> yep. Go, going back to what Tidious pitched before in terms of reaching out to his flame spirit to cause a distraction, chaos, whatever we need to cause. Who would go with that? Who would go with him? Her. It. Him. <laughs> but with Tidious? I'm not sure. What, I'm not sure what the preferred pronouns of a flame spirit are. Tidious would know. Didn't it almost burn down everything last time? Yes. Well, it, yeah, but it was told to. It was told to touch and set everything on fire. Yeah, I mean, this time you can be a little bit more selective. <laughs> right. So, Tidious, how close in proximity of that thing do you have to be? So, should you go with the small? group of um, soldiers who are also going to create distraction because you have to be within a certain distance of this thing? Uh, no, once I summon it, it is uh, it is free to act on its own. Okay. So I guess what we need to look at is say who is going to do what task, right? So Corin is going to do the campfire, so he needs to get up to the altar. I plan on doing grease and fire and thorns and whatever else I can around the altar to keep them further away to give us more time to deal with the altar. Who else is doing that? Uh, I have Firebolt. Uh, I can I can help out with that. So we are the team fire group. Did someone say fire? Fire. I said it. That's us, Corn. <laughs> Alright, I'm good with that. <laughs> Alright, uh, so Stanton, you and uh, Thandor... <laughs> And Tidious. Are, well, okay, are we the people then trying to rescue Balanox, or are you the are you the distraction? And we're gonna we're the extraction. What? No, we're not the distraction. You're the extraction. The distraction's gonna be up in the in the woods, drawing them away. We're untying him. So you're the extraction team. Okay. Right. So, so we're... Tidious needs to get. Well, can you? Do we have more centaur people that can help pull him? That's the that's the big thing is okay. So he's an eighth of his weight, but that's still gonna make him a couple hundred pounds. How are we're all little? Oh yeah, I got. <laughs> we're not dragging him, <laughs> dragging uh, him. Get it? Uh, I I uh, hold on a second. I might have an answer for that too. How heavy is he in normal form? In normal form? I mean, he's a huge, you know, adult dragon. So, uh, yeah. So he's, he qualifies with like gargantuan or? Uh, I believe so, yes. <laughs> I mean, maybe with Tidious's help, I could do it. Um, polymorph into my woolly mammoth form and then just drag. I'm not saying it's going to be pleasant for Balanox, but. 
So we I need mean, to put him, something around him to be able to drag him with. Well, my, my point is if we just untether him from the ground, I'll just grab the ropes and haul. I mean, I'm going to drag him. Yeah, he'll, he'll be reduced in size, right? Well, I can only sustain that for so long because once I go into bully mammoth form, I lose the ability to concentrate on that spell. He, he would revert. Gotcha. Okay. Yes, yes. I think once we free him, I should be able to take care of him and wake him up and heal him. I don't think we need to pull him across this area. Come on, it'd be entertaining. You gotta admit it. I was gonna say, um... Dave's looking for a ba bang smash final, so, you know. So a woolly mammoth hauling tail through the enemy camp dragging a bronze dragon behind him? I mean, how is that? Oh, it, it's up there. It's up there. Absolutely. I think it's better to keep him in a reduced... Inner... No, I actually, what I think would be better is having Cherik on the back of it, just going, woo, woo, running. <laughs> if he reduces in size, does the collar reduce with him? Or things that he's wearing stay their size? Um. Yeah, I'd be willing okay. to let him exclude so the, uh, the get... collar. So my other, my other thought is instead of reducing him in size, if we enlarge him, he, he doubles in size, which means everything that's currently tied down immediately snaps or freezes. The collar would break. Maybe, maybe, unless it's an enchanted collar. <laughs> maybe, I, or it would strangle him. <laughs> or, or it's magical and grows with him, right? Like, that's my biggest concern is that these ropes and things like that are magical and will adjust to size. Or, yeah, or it beds him. <laughs> so ends the podcast with the <laughs> <chief> character <laughs> and Alex to the party dies, <laughs> choking to death. <laughs> And the world as we know it here is ended. <laughs> and the team kills the dragon. Season two shows our heroes on the run <laughs> for failing to complete a mission. I can cast identify on the ropes. Alright, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. We're being dumb. We're being dumb. I, I can polymorph him into a mouse. I can polymorph him into a mouse. He can't do the concentration or the constitution save because he's unconscious. And then I can stick them in a pocket and we can run. All right, so we send Tidius and Cherok and their team off to go blow up the camp. The four of us sneak in to the temple and I polymorph Valinox while you guys are dealing with anything else. And then I put Valinox in a pocket or whatever. And then we unload everything we have on the altar and the temple and haul tail. We can put him in the bag of holding so that if he sh no 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 uh, uh, unfortunately the bag of holding will kill him because it does not have oxygen in uh, the given space for an object so all right <laughs> what is this like altar and stuff made out of dave is this like stone i can't remember if we talked about um it is stone it's, it's being like you know it's been imported from somewhere else um you know it looks like uh, it's, a lot of it is granite and uh, other you know, things that uh, statues are, are made out of because it is intricately carved. So yeah, what, what are the two groups you're dividing up into? Me, Corin, and Derek are one group. Thandor, you know, a couple of, you know, Cleef and a couple other of uh, the Cobalt Guards, Stanton, Tidius. So a group of like six or seven of you head off uh, in another direction. They're heading north 
into you know to, towards the uh, the the um, gateway of the gods. I guess you guys would be you know circling around south into the west. There's enough stuff moving around that you know your pass without trace would probably still give you a good amount of cover. So I guess uh, you know uh, as two two different groups, uh, I guess just to have somebody like the whoever is the best at uh, um, you know, stealth in your group, uh, you know, roll. You know, for each of your groups, just to make sure there's no whoopsies. So I'm gonna cast on my group, um, pass without trace. I have a plus six on stealth, guys. I have plus two. Corin. I'm plus three. Okay, so I'll be rolling stealth checks. Hmm. And on the on the other group, I my stealth is plus eight, and I cast pass without trace, so I will be just matching those stealth rolls. Eighteen wow. for team fire. I know. <laughs> All right, 18 is enough. So in other words, I got got to get the emergency evac plan ready to go. <laughs> yes, get it ready to go. All right. Having cast pass without trace, I'm a total of 35. Okay. Yep. So yeah, your your group's moving out. Describe, I guess, what you know, what team you know, distraction is doing, um, and uh, you know, uh, I guess also before you guys leave, I assume you know what, what's the sign that uh, you know go ahead and you know cast polymorph. When it hits the fan, we're gonna go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you see fire. Before we separate, too, I want to give Thandor, who's not here at the moment, I want to give Thandor one of those little pieces of junk that I had, um, you know, imbued with a nasty odor and said, hold your nose or run when you toss this. And then I give the other one to Corin, And I keep one. We got three of them. And we'll let Thandor know that he's got a stink rock. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, there, there's a merchandising idea. A Dungeons and Dragons stink rack. Soon to be available for our Patreons in the gift shop. Yeah, so Thandor, you, you uh, while you were gone, were handed a stink rack that uh, when you throw it to hold your nose and run. Right. <laughs> to breathe deeply. So the group separate. You guys are being you know, relatively stealthy. It's, it's not hard to be stealthy with a camp that's as active and alive as this. I mean, and you can see that these are kind of you know, disparate groups that have been brought together for the purposes of kind of holding the ground here. So, uh, yeah, they're not necessarily paying all that much attention to what's going on close into their camp, that a lot of their sentries are a bit further out and looking outward to see if people are coming from other directions. Let's go with uh, you know, team distraction. We'll have you guys go first. Team distraction is moving, uh, uh, basically, you described south uh, south by west to get around the situation where we can um, create the distraction to draw people away from the altar as best as possible. I imagine in the process of this, I'm going to get ready to cast uh, flame arrows or lightning arrows. Folks, I'm open to suggestions on which one to cast. Flame, you're near 10. I will I'll cast guidance on um, to the characters then i will summon my uh, wild spirit okay yeah tell us a little bit yeah, give us a description of how it kind of uh, springs into being where you're going to have it do do this and uh you know, what uh, directions you're going to give it imagine you, you see me almost kind of praying and slightly off in the distance because it is a flame spirit and you don't want it to appear too close um 
it, it almost looks like a um, a mini volcano, right? So you kind of see this. Think about uh, fireworks, right? Some some sometimes you'll just kind of see the fountain bubble, and and as it uh, continues to bubble up, suddenly out springs like a, a fox-looking kind of spirit that has uh, flames all around it, and um, once it appears, basically point it in the direction of uh, Valinox and tell him to go and cause havoc. Okay, so he's heading towards Valinox or away from him? Well, he's going to start. So I'll tell him to, to start running that way to get their attention and then run away. All right, um, give me a performance check on how well you know the uh, flame spirit does. Middling, 13. 13, yeah. So you see it uh, make its way towards Valinox and lights a few tents on fire. But you know, he's not able to really progress too far because there's things that get in his way. So he eventually you know, turns you know, back and starts to uh, you know, run you know, out of camp, tangentially try to touch as much of the camp as he can. Yeah, he's, he's going he's gonna to run all through there. He might not set everything on fire, but... Okay, so yeah, some of these... Uh, yeah, the locals are going to take some swings at him. So, all right. See, the highest thing I rolled was an 18. Does that hit? Let's just say from from the the unfriendly fire of uh, you know the the people in the camp, um, he takes 14 points of piercing damage. Okay. This lights off uh, Thandor and Stanton. What are you guys going to do while this is happening? And Sanjay, I guess I'll put you up on deck after the two of them um, to tell what your uh, you know, what what orders you've given your uh, your uh, compatriots. The, the challenge is I'm looking through this here in this case. If I were to if I were to set up flame arrows, I would want to drop in concentration on pass without trace. So basically, if uh, the moment I would do that effectively, I would then just expose the party what's going on here. So I'm I'm basically pulling out the regular arrows to get ready to take advantage of shooting at targets to basically. Uh, drive the group into a frenzy you know basically people trying to get something has come in and start attacking them but i want to make sure that whatever attack i do is coordinated somehow with maybe the rest of the scouts and so forth so for the moment i'm holding fire waiting for the first chance for all of us to kind of open up and um enhance the distraction same Pandora's is going to hold action all right and uh, you know sanjay what are your men going to be doing uh they're going to be casting uh uh, a, a fireball in in the direction of the tents. Ah, there we go. That's the distraction we need. Dave, what is the water source for this camp? The water source. They have brought it in on them on, on their own. There's not, um, you know, uh, other than some of the underground, you know, uh, rivers that are, are you know uh, nearby. You know, you didn't see much water when you came in. I mean, this is yeah, the the open plains yeah, heading into the mountains. So I want to telepathically reach out to. Stanton and or Tidius, if you guys got anything you can do to that water supply, bad mushroom, something trippy, um, it'd be a real shame if the they either got uh, food poisoning or, you know, high or some combination thereof uh, with whatever you can throw in that water. 
that might be a better use of the two of you stealthing around. Yep. So, so Sanjay, uh, get, roll me some damage on your fireball. I assume you put it into a group of about six humans that uh, you know, had been preparing some things. They looked like priests. 21. You see some of them go down pretty hard. Others, uh, you know, pat themselves out very quickly. They've wreaked havoc. Are you guys going to move to not uh, be seen? Hey, Dave, I have a, I have a question. Um, these are not part of Stanton's family army. These are the priests, correct? They appear to be dressed like the priests that you have attacked, that, uh, you know, they're shambling guests. Right. Okay. And about how far away are they from us right now? So within 120 feet. Okay. Fezzik, Corin, Cherik, you all see see this, you know, jump off. Um, yeah, who'd like to act first? Yeah, I mean, as soon as Corin sees the chaos starting, I'm going to use wild shape to go into cat form, go into my little snow leopard. Uh, and then I am going to try and sneak my way into the temple as close to Valinox as I can get. Okay, yeah. It, well, it's an outdoor, you know, uh, uh, altar. So, um, so you're just kind of sneaking your way down into that area. So, yeah, give me a stealth check at disadvantage because it's open daylight. <laughs> uh, but I actually, I guess, you know, just to do it regular because, uh, you know, you have Pass Without Trace going. Uh, so that's a 38. 30, okay, yep. So yeah, you're you're able to, to make it down into there. I assume you're gonna come out of wild shape. <laughs> um, is there are there people around me? Like how many priests or whatever are around me? Are they responding to the chaos that the other team is creating? Yeah, most people seem to be kind of focusing on the distraction, you know, and you can hear a couple of them saying, Not again. Are they moving off to go deal with it? Some of them are, some of them are holding their ground. You can hear one off to your yeah, right and a little bit behind you going, keep keep working. We've got to have this ready for tonight. Telepathically, uh, Ping, Cherik, and uh, Fezzik, anything you can do to get the guy off to my right a little distracted? I can. I was going to cast um, Spike Growth so I can cast it right where he is. Uh, I, have a, I can cast Firebolt at him. Yeah, but then you're going to give away where we are. So let's not shoot fire yet. So yeah, why don't you spring off your uh, spike growth? Yep. As he watches the vines kind of spring up around him, Corrin is going to slip off into kind of the folds of Valinox's arms and ropes. Uh, I'm going to release my wild shape and cast Polymorph on Valinox, and I am going to turn him into a badger. So yep, yeah, he he turns into a badger because he's unconscious. So yeah, he doesn't. Uh... Yeah, get a save. I am then going to wild shape into a giant eagle, and I am going to haul tail out of the area with Valnox in my talents. You see a couple of uh, arrows come your way. Um, they miss. I assume you're going to fly back towards, uh, you know, towards the uh, hole you came, you know, the, the cave entrance you, you came out of? No, I'm going to fly the opposite direction of the hole, and I am going to go... Since, I mean, you're not going to miss a 20-foot eagle flying over the horizon. Um, I'm going to fly away from where the group would be. Okay, so yeah, you, you know, in, in other words, you're going to be flying through you know, the gateway of the gods, and you know that there's another entrance to the cave you know, down that way. Yeah, because that, that would be the one that we took before, yeah. And it's also the one that Valinox... Actually, I would fly to the one that Valinox and I left from, or that the four of us left from uh, previously, 
which I know is on the opposite side of the ridge, which would be harder for the enemy forces to get to. So I would, as soon as I get out of arrow shot, I would make a show of flying that direction. Okay, yeah, yeah one, yeah, one of the one of the uh, warriors does manage to get a, an arrow in you. Um, uh, se- seven points of damage, piercing. Uh, but I assume you're going to just continue to fly away. Yep. I'm flying at 80 feet around, so just assume every round I take is a dash. So I'm flying 160 feet up and out. And once you get down into, like, the tree area, you should be able to, you know, evade them and get out of their sight. Just inside that cave entrance, you know, Nandu's got a whole bunch of uh, warriors waiting so that uh, anybody that, you know, follows you is, uh, you know, going to spring a trap. So you yeah, you may want to see if you could telepathically give Nandu a warning <laughs> you're coming. So Fezzik and Cherik, what, what do you now? You you've seen him take off with uh, with his uh, um, quarry and <laughs> the dragon. He and he are are flying away. What would you like to do? Now is probably a good time to start throwing fire and you know go heading back where we were and just blast them as much as we can. <laughs> so how how far am I from the altar? Probably a good eighty to one hundred and twenty feet away. Yeah, so we can still do fireball. Yep, um, my fireball is 115. Look for imperfections in the altar. Put your fireball there, so that way when it expands and explodes, it does more structural damage. So it's firebolt, not fireball? No, I, I'm going to start with the fireball, since uh, we don't have anyone close in there anymore. I don't need to be too precise. <laughs> yeah, uh, give me some damage. 29. Okay, yeah. So yeah, you see a couple more of the uh, the, the workers go down from somewhere in, you know, in all the chaos you hear, "Oh my god, we're going to have to start again." <laughs> yes. Chaos ensues. Fezzik, what would you like to do? I'm going to do the same thing with a firebolt and I rolled a 17. Okay, are you uh, targeting anyone or anything specifically with it? Um, that guy that was that I caught in the um in my spikes. I'll go ahead and target him. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's immobilized, so yeah. Um, just an attack roll? Yes. Roll to 17. Okay, yeah, that hits him. And whoo-hoo, we do a whopping five points of damage. Five points of damage, <laughs> Yeah, so you hear him scream out in pain. You hear, you know, a, a bunch of other people trying to, like, get the fire out! Get water! You know, Cherik, are you and uh, Fezzik gonna bug out? Yeah, we're going to head back, stealth back as best we can. Give me stealth rolls while you're here. Uh... Do you want me to do a single roll again? Yeah, do a single roll. That's fine. Yeah, for the group. All two of you. 23. You're booking it back to the, the meetup point, you know, which is at the entrance of that, uh, just inside the entrance of that cave. Um, all right, returning to the uh, the team you know, yeah, the team distraction, what uh, what would you like to do now that you see you know, the plan seem- seeming to come off? How far are we from the altar? From where you guys are, you're you know, somewhere between 180 and 240 feet away. Okay. Do we want to help destroy the altar, or do we just want to bug out? The altar's made out of solid stone. All we really probably want to do at this point is just instill some form of chaos and provide the opportunity for um, team extraction to get out as quick as possible. So. What are you thinking? Dispel magic right on top of it. I don't know if it's magic. I mean, like, we have to get a lot closer, right? I, we just can't. Yeah, it's um, 120 foot range. 
So yeah, you yeah, need to close at least half the distance. Which, you know, with the chaos between you and it uh, might not be advisable. Or we just leave. Or cause a little more chaos. Let's orderly withdrawal in towards our original base. And if we have to defensively fire, you know, defensively create chaos along the way. I want to cast a spell. And I'm just going to put it right in the middle of town, which is 30 feet away from me. Guardian of Faith. A large spectral guardian appears and hovers for the duration in an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within range. The guardian occupies that space and is indistinct except for a gleaming sword and a shield and blaze with the symbol of your deity. Any creature, any creature hostile to you that moves in the space within 10 feet of the guardian for the first time on a turn must succeed on a deck save or take 20 at radiant damage. On a fail save or on a fail save or half as much on a successful one. The Guardian vanishes when it has dealt a total of 60 damage and it will stay up there for eight hours. Perfect. Okay, wow. All right. But, you know, so, you know, all they have to do is, is move against it or try to get away from it. Yeah, just get away from it. So I'm going to put it between the extraction team and us, right? And how much damage does it do on a, on a normal attack? 20? Uh, without a fail. Deck save. What's the DC? 16. So yeah, very quickly with the number of people that are trying to scramble away, um, you know, it, it, it does, I think, what you intended it to do, which is to, to draw attention. And, you know, as, pe- as people try to uh, you know, freak out and get away, you, you see it just wreaking havoc on them. Um, you know, so if I were you, I would move quickly because they're going to uh, yeah, reach that 60 very quickly. Yep, and we're going to run. Yeah, give, give me another real quick stealth. Uh, well, it's by worst roll, and I 24. Stanton, roll me a, a perception while you're out there. 12. Not quite paying attention. I'm trying to focus on the task at hand. Yep. Yeah, you're you're scrambling, so yeah, you... Uh, you you uh, you kind of bug straight to the uh, to the meetup point and back in. So as I land, um, I try to give uh, Nandu his update that I'm coming in hot with uh, uh, a, a friend in my talons. So don't shoot me. Okay. Corin, big bird flying at your head. Okay. Friend, I promise not to eat. Okay. I will land at the entrance to the cave um, and go ahead and release my wild shape. I will then proceed to cast heal on the badger. I will cast cure wounds. Yeah, you're going to keep him polymorph though, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, for the time being, just so I don't scare people, I'm going to keep him polymorph. Um, I will start carrying him in until Nandu. I'm heading back to Cherik's cave. Um, if his guards were to come across my friends, tell them I'll be in Cherik's cave. Ooh, will do. Thank you. Uh, and so I will carry Valinox with me and just like kind of, because he's almost like half my size. So I like this little kid carrying a giant dog through the house. Veterans Day is a day where we remember those who have served 
our nation in military service. We appreciate everything that has been done to maintain this great land. We also hope that you all voted this past week, whether you're on one side, the other, or on neither side. One of the ways in which we as a community can continue to enjoy the freedoms that we have is by doing things like voting and providing service to our nation through military service. Also wanted to remind you that if you didn't do it last weekend, please set your clocks back an hour so that you're not constantly showing up an hour early for everything. No, that's very few small people that I'm reaching out to, but you're an important group of people. I need you there on time. So have a great week. Um, more Leaders and Legacies to come as we close in on our 50th episode. Hope you'll join us in the coming weeks as we transition into Season 2 in 2023. Now all the fun little bits. Check the show notes down below to find out about our webpage, leadersandlegacies.com, our Patreon site where you can support us for as little as, I believe, $3, and you get rewards for doing so. Also, check out our Tee Public store. That's Tee Public slash Leaders and Legacies. Also, follow us on Twitter for all the latest and greatest. And one thing I did want to add this week is that if you're interested in actually playing some D&D with me, I'll be DMing a public game under the uh, handle Dave. And uh, that's Tuesday nights starting October 4th. We'll be going into Dragon Heist, um, the Waterdeep Adventure by Wizards of the Coast. And that's on startplaying.games. See the show notes below to find out how to sign up for that. We are not affiliated with Wizards of the Coast or the Boy Scouts of America, although we do highly recommend both organizations as your life will vastly improve with both of them in it. Our show art was created by Jenna Vincent. Our show logo was created by Catherine Evans. Additional art is licensed from Shutterstock.com. Music is licensed from Soundstripe.com. And never forget to remember... Um, does anybody have any kind of uh, you know, telepathic or psychic powers? So you may close your eyes if you wish. Do whatever makes you comfortable. So I'm going to just go ahead and open up the box of red t-shirts and just hand one to each as they're walking out the door. Yeah, I mean, this time you can be a little bit more selective. 